The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code HGP and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Gilbert here, sporting my new Hockey Gambling Podcast headband. If you're watching there on YouTube, I think those are available in the store now if you want to check those out. But joining me, as always, is my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are you doing tonight, Joel? I haven't done one of these two-man shows in, I feel like, two weeks now. I know. I don't even remember the the best bets were last year. I'll have to figure that out later. But yeah, that, that's a headband I just noticed. I thought you were wearing like the Fred Durst style, or the backwards cap like Town likes to sport. No, no, no the headband. You, you can flip it over. There's like a, like some so there's a cross stick with talking about like a smaller on it. It's not bad. It's nice. It's nice. I like. Cool, it. cool. Yeah, I'm doing well. Just went to lunch with my dad. Broke my fast. You can see by this uh, nice can of PBR here. Excellent, excellent night last night. Finally, finally a nice winning day for myself after a tough end of the end of the month. The last couple of months or weeks have been really tough, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a great night last night. But what what really uh, what really helped the night was was seeing the Discord channel rally behind the community with this guy. I'm not going to name names here. We, we, we can figure that out later. But uh, this guy comes into the channel touting his parlay, whatever. Fine. You never want to bet before you want to tout above. Fine. That's fine. But then he starts attacking people for being like MAGA people. Like even Talon. He attacked Talon, even though he's fucking Canadian. He doesn't give a shit about America. Doesn't even know what Washington, D.C. is. He, he says he's a Trump supporter and all this shit. And uh, the rest of the channel rallied together against this guy. So I, I love to see it. That's that's what I'm talking about. I love the community we got in there. And uh, yeah, that gives me a sense of pride because uh, yeah, we, we helped build that shit. And uh, I really like to see it that we 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 stand by our principles against uh, foreign raiders. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a true support system. I like to, like Tally. Tally's all, all, always talking about. You know, I wasn't in there too much. I hopped in there. I got home from the game. I was feeling pretty good, so I hopped in there. But yeah, I, I looked back this morning when I woke up, and it was uh, good to see there in the Discord. So if you're not in there already, uh, you can get in there. Go to sg.pn slash Discord, or reach out to myself or the Hacking and Podcast Twitter account at HockeySGPN, and we will uh, get you in there. It's always a good time in there. People post some bets. People talk about sports. People talk about whatever, as you just pointed out. So yeah, it's always a good time in there. Good good group of group of lads there. How was the game? Uh, game was good. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure there was, there was a power outage. I'm not sure if that went went national, got national coverage like early <laughs> in the first. I noticed my no. my app was like off off the board, so that's how I knew something was up. Like yes. there was no odds for the, the game for like ten minutes. Yeah, so like five ten, like early in the first period, suddenly like like the the jumbotron goes off, like that goes out. It's still bright enough to where they can play, but it's like concessions are all out. Like I tried to go back and get a beer. They were they were all done. So uh, and they, they were like, oh, but it was it was 
it was light enough to play. Apparently, they, they asked Cooper, they asked Torts, and they, they were both fine with it. And apparently, Sam Arson didn't necessarily want to go, but Torts was like, "We're up one nothing. We're, we're going to play here." And, and it was weird. Like it was like there, were, there was no PA system, there was no music, there, there, there were fans starting chants, or they were trying to start the wave to get, get, get stuff going. It was it didn't like it did not feel like a real hockey game. And then first intermission, the, the power came back on, so I was able to get able to get beers and whatnot then. But still, there was no music, no jumbotron until like third period it did it felt it was a weird weird situation to, to be in it kind of, i guess kind of kind of like how it was back in the olden days like like there were there were some some shadows on the ice kind of like how it is at at msg and stuff like that but yeah that was, it was it was cool yeah it was it was cool to see glad the flyers got out of there with a win and i got my uh my gritty headbands here my, my gritty gritty earmuffs i'm not gonna wear them because i can't really wear them over <laughs> but they're uh they're pretty nice there and, and, and they, they they fit my big head so I'm, I'm happy oh another reason to like tortorella then because if that game was postponed or whatever all my salami bets would have been voided oh. which, uh, they all came through but uh thank god for tortorella just just pushing through yeah you're up one nothing why not finish the fucking game yeah i thought because one one of the ends of the ends of the ice had more lighting than the others so i thought maybe they like might have them switch at like half half each period but no they were they were fine with it and i mean vasilevsky i don't think he was impacted by the lights he was just impacted by playing like complete shit because he allowed four or five goals that he probably shouldn't have bobby brink's goal wasn't great tyson forster went between the legs and got on the backhand but not a good night for Vassy. I mean, we continue, we praise him, and then, then he suddenly does something like that. It's been very, very up and down for, for the Lightning here. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's go, Flyers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, last night was a good betting night for for myself as well. I believe I went three and zero on my lock dog total. Uh, so that that's going to be a big bounce back show for me. We'll get back into that when Talon joins us, either tomorrow or Friday. But yeah, I mean, we got a, I got a twelve game slate here on thursday february 29th yeah, the, the the leap day here so we'll get right into that uh, but before we do that make sure you check out underdog fantasy underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports it's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry their pick them game pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big you can win up to 100 times your money in a single night you pick between two and five players to build a pick them entry Going to have some great uh, best ball stuff there as well, so make sure you check that out. Sign up today with promo code HGP and get your first deposit doubled up to $100, as well as an instant pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store, and don't forget to register with the promo code HGP to get your first deposit doubled up to $100, as well as an instant pick'em special. Must be 18 years or older and present in the state where, under, where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. And SGPN is teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month. So you got a few days here. Five winners will receive an Underdog hat, shirt, and $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using promo code HGP. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. All right, Joel. You ready to get into this uh, 12-game slate for Thursday, February 29th. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to be kicking things off here at the 7 p.m. time slot as I scramble to put the odds up here on the screen. We have the Carolina Hurricanes at the Columbus Blue Jackets. Game itself is in Ohio. Columbus is plus 200. Carolina is minus 245. Carolina on the puck line is even money. Over under is at six and a half. Overpaying off minus 108 with the under at 
minus 112. Uh, I'll take this one. The, the Hurricanes are going to be a, in a good spot here. Columbus on a back-to-back uh, in New York tonight against the Rangers. So they're going to be starting their worst goalie tomorrow. I think Corpusalo, or not, not, not Corpusalo, Merzlikens started tonight. So T- Tarasov has been has been decent recently, though. But it's more about how Carolina's playing. Carolina's, you know, they had, had tough losses to Dallas and Buffalo, but they have not been allowing a lot of goals. They have allowed uh, six goals in their past four games, plus a, sh- plus a shootout goal. Uh, beat Chicago 6-3 before that, beat Vegas 3-1, Arizona 5-1, a one nothing game, 5-2 against Colorado. So they're not allowing many goals. So I'm going with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets team total under 2.5. You can get that around minus 120. Uh, they're going to be tired. Carolina plays a good – good. knows how to play some, some good road hockey, uh, grind it out. So like Carolina on the puck line maybe, but uh, lean, lean to the under 6.5, but a stronger play on the Blue Jackets team total under. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good play there. I was thinking along the same lines with the Hurricanes and the under. Yeah, no really, no real disagreements with what anything you said. Uh, I know the Blue Jackets have been have been feisty now, but they're in a they're in a tough spot here against the Rangers, a team that they just beat. And you'd think that the Rangers come out strong against them, trying to get their vengeance and all that. Uh, hopefully, we see a Kempe Olivier fight again. Uh, that'd be fun to see. Um, but yeah, for this game, I. I totally agree with you. I have nothing more to add here. The Hurricanes have been playing excellent lately. They're more like the team we expected to start the year. They're playing great defensively. Shots of pressures off the charts. Uh, you know, they left a, they let a bunch of shots against the the Panthers, but in that case, Kachetkov stood the ground, stood his ground, and uh, we, we should see him in this game as well. So, uh, yeah, give me the Hurricanes as well. I'll, I'll back you with that. Blue Jackets team total. And I haven't bet this myself, but that's the way I, I think the I think that's the best way to attack this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping Carolina starts starts getting some wins and uh, the Rangers fall off a bit for my for my Hurricanes futures bet. I mean, the Rangers have have a tough road ahead: Toronto, Florida, St. Louis, New Jersey, at Carolina, at Tampa Bay, the next few. So hopefully they uh, they, they regress a little bit. Still time to catch up. All right, going down to the 7 p.m. time slot again. We have the Vegas Golden Knights at the Boston Bruins. Game itself is in Boston at the Gardens. Uh, Bruins are minus 162. Golden Knights are plus 136. Over-unders at 5.5. Overpaying off minus 118 with the under at minus 102. Uh, Joel, what do you got for this one? Sure, yeah. We just saw the Vegas Golden Knights uh, put on a clinic defensively against the, the, the Maple Leafs there. We could see glimpses of the old uh, Stanley Cup winning team in that game. And when this team really gets up for it, like we saw them when they they, they really tried to win that game against the Oilers to stop their win streak. We saw it uh, against the Leafs when they're, they're feeling high and mighty. Uh, and when the Gold Knights were losing a few in a row themselves, they, they can really put a show on that. That kind of scares other teams that this team still has it, even without um, certain players like Eichel and Stone. Yeah, really, the identity of this team right now is their defense. Shea Theodore is getting healthier now. He's, he's playing great. Uh, Petrangelo, oh, man, what a sick pass. And uh, Or he wasn't the one who passed it. He, he, <laughs> I'm thinking of the empty netter. Just like he curled that in there from from the uh, the end of the ice. I, I love to see that. Uh, guy's got a – he's got a good eye. Um, anyway, the, the Vegas Golden Knights defense is the identity of this team right now. Aiden Hills is kind of struggling compared to how he was playing earlier in the year. And last year, of course, but uh, yeah, Bruins coming off that long road trip. To a few days later, after after uh, losing to Seattle, <laughs> they played like what three over to overtime games in a row, or was it, it was six. four? Drop, drop, drop to six now. 
Six? Holy shit. <laughs> My word. Okay, just play the overtime then. Fuck what I'm saying. Uh, but no, I, I do think it'll be a close game. And in that case, uh, give me the dog at plus 136. But more than that, I do think that it'll be a, a lower scoring affair. So under five and a half would be my look. Aiden Hill's still a good goalie. Big Vegas Golden Knights defense is playing well. Bruins offense is not exactly uh, elite. So under five and a half would be my my best play for this. Lean to the Golden Knights as well. Yeah, I completely agree with with all that. Love the under five and a half here. If you can get it around even money, I have to have to take that. As you said, Boston coming home from a from a road trip, probably going to play more more low scoring hockey. Vegas has to play that way with the type of forwards they're they're icing right now. Even though you know Jack Eichel, I think I saw either return to practice or something, or was that going to be back sooner than expected? So that that's good for them. But yeah, or Boston is it? just. Less cap space to use. (laughs) That's yeah. Maybe he'll he'll miraculously be able to come back right after the deadline or something. But yeah, I mean, you got to go with the draw six in a row, as I said, uh, seven of their past eight as well. So uh, yeah, and the only meeting this season back in January, Vegas won two one in overtime, and one of their one of their two meetings last year also went overtime. So love the draw here, plus three sixty. I have I have a few draw plays on on this card. A plus three sixty. You play three. If one hits, you're profitable. Like, and if, and if two hits, you're, you're it's all gravy there. So, love the draw play. Like the under five and a half. Um, not going to end up playing a side, but yeah, I guess I'd have to lean to the Knights, even though that that's tough to do given their uh, recent form. Um, all right, going down to the seven p.m. time slot again. We have the Montreal Canadiens at the Florida Panthers. Game itself is in Florida. Panthers are minus 325 on the money line. Panthers on the puck line are minus 125. Uh, Canadians are plus 260. Canadians plus one and a half are plus 105. Over under is at six. Over paying off minus 120 with the under at plus 100 here. Uh, I'm going with another team total under two and a half here. Canadians under two and a half. A bit, bit steeper at minus 150, but the Panthers, they've allowed two goals or fewer in 14 straight games, a total of 22 goals in that span. Uh, and they've allowed two, two goals or fewer in 35 games total this season, 35 out of 59. So that's over over half of, the, half of their games easy there. So all of that, especially with the Canadians not playing too hot recently, I, I don't think. Uh, so yeah, g- g- give me the, the Panthers. Panthers puck line. Probably fine, minus 125, but I do like the team total under two and a half for the Habs. The best, maybe just the under six, too, because the Panthers are a great under team. Yeah, it's it's tricky to to play these big favorites when the Panthers are, are not a team that, that that blow teams out, especially recently. They, they, they play all these one-goal games. They're gearing up for playoffs. That's what I'll have to see going forward for all our Panthers futures. Good stuff there. Uh, I totally agree with you. I'm not going to say anything more about it but uh yeah my 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 thoughts on this game is uh sergey Bobrovsky. that that's where my mind is going right now and uh, i'm thinking that uh hellbuck might be might be a little vulnerable you know everyone thinks that he's gonna win the award all the uh the, the, the voters that that uh, uh going to the the, the greg washinsky trophy tracker and all that stuff think hellbuck is a, a massive lead but we know that uh, those those voters don't vote on the Vezina. It's the GMs, and the GMs aren't exactly analytically attuned. They don't care about the uh, the Russian factor so much, like uh, like a few of the voters do. But yeah, Bobrovsky, I think, is live for the Vezina at uh, eighteen to one because Hellebuck. 
naturally he he should be in front. I'm not saying that he's unlikely to win or anything. He's, he is definitely the most likely to win, but he's like minus 300, minus 350, something like that. Demko is like four to one. I think uh, Bobrovsky should be right there beside Demko because we know that the GMs, they love they love the basic stats, which and the most basic stat is the number of wins. And Bobrovsky is only a couple behind uh, Hellebuck, and they do have a more favorable schedule going forward. The Jets have to play on the road more. And I think that uh, the number is just too big. So yeah, think of uh, if the Panthers win the President's Trophy, you have to think that uh, somebody's going to get an award. And uh, I bet some Maurice, 25, 30 to 1, whatever. Those those odds are long gone. I don't think that he'll win either because I think the Tortor or uh, talk it as, as too much of a stranglehold in that one. Um, but for the Fezna, I think that uh, Bobrowski has a strong case. He is in, well within the top 10 in terms of the goals saved above a or the goal, uh, goals against average and the save percentage. They don't really care about the goals they have expected, as we saw last year with the Allmark just dominating the, the the votes, even though Sorokin dominated him in terms of the goals they have expected, which is a more uh, precise way of analyzing goaltending performance. But uh, this award is clearly about the team, and I think Bobrovsky is absolutely live for this award, and I think 18 to 1 is just too big. So uh, this is like a Hail Mary for me. I'm probably going to lose money on this award because I got too late on to Hellebuck. Uh, I'm going to lose money on this. This is a Hail Mary. If Bobrovsky wins, whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll finally cash on this award. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that there's still some value there if you're just coming to this market late. Just worth a flyer. Not nothing too heavy because uh, Hellebuck is the rightful favorite. But uh, I do think that the odds should be shorter than eighteen to one. Yeah, uh, I like that. I was going to ask if you if you like Maurice better. Maurice is down to ten to one now. So I mean, eighteen to one for for Bob. He he has one more win right now than Hellebuck, twenty nine versus twenty eight. Uh, save percentage is slightly worse, nine sixteen compared to nine twenty five. But goals against two point three five, two point two one. Both have uh, three shutouts. So maybe if Bob's able to get a few more shutouts under his belt, get that safe percentage up, have more wins. Yeah, I think 18 to 1 is definitely not a bad flyer if, if you're not in the market yet, or if if you have some Hellebuck, maybe take some Bobrovsky as a long shot just to you know cover your ass there a little bit. Um, okay, going down to oh Pan, one more Panthers thing. Do you still like them to win the Atlantic? Uh, I haven't checked what the odds are recently. I think there were minus 70-ish. No, they're they're definitely uh, minus oh, minus one fifty five at best, minus one eighty at worst. Yeah, no, we're we're riding that out. Uh, I think there's still a bit little bit of value there if you want to to lay the minus number. It's only like a month and a half before they bets cash, so whatever. But I do think that they win the division. I think that the President's Trophy is is a better bet though. If if you want to still go that route, he's, he's a, they're at like a plus two fifty. So uh, yeah, I think the Panthers are are in the um, the driver's seat in terms of the. Uh, president's trophy race uh, archer's not a fan of, of, of the bob pick apparently well he bet like uh, i don't know a million units on hellebuck when he was like yeah. minus 150 well, or whatever <laughs> well he, he should piece of place a little bit on bob too just to, just to cover his ass there all right going down to seven o'clock again we have the new york islanders at the detroit red wings game itself is in detroit uh, red wings are minus 118 islanders are minus 102 over under is at six overpaying off minus 118 with the under at minus 102 uh joel what do you got for your two favorite teams here <laughs> well uh yeah my favorite teams uh highlanders yeah they, they had a nice win against the stars there an overtime win bo horvat again he does the same thing uh, 
both games against the stars he he won the he wanted an overtime good for him uh yeah they have 14 overtime losses something like that that this team just can't avoid extra time it's ridiculous uh, i mean all the red wings are having a fun time these days uh, four or five wins in a row and they're scoring goals for fun i think the over is the best play in this one with the, with the way the honors are playing right now they're, they're, their goal thing is still fine but their defense is Still sucks, but they're, they're they're freeing up the offense at least. Matt Barzell is on a mission. Him and Horvat are totally dominating on that line, and I think that they could score a few goals here against a pitiful Red Wings defense. And the Red Wings, we know that they can score themselves. Their offense is clicking. So my favorite bet in this one is definitely the over six. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Over six minus one eighteen. It is up to six and a half at some books. So over six and a half, even money. Which you know, I take that if that's all I was offered, but. Do like getting the six for some push insurance. Trying to see if there's any goalies confirmed for tomorrow yet, but I, I don't think so. Either way, I think the over over is definitely the the, the way to go with, with how these teams have been playing this season. The over is oh. 33, 25, and 1 in Detroit games, 31, 24, and 3 in Islanders games. One more oh. word on the, the Panthers game. Uh, yeah, Montembeau, uh, just you reminded me, he is confirmed for that game. But uh, my point is that the Panthers are uh, an elite defensive team. We got the Canadians coming into town. Hopefully, it's Bobrovsky starting this one because the Canadians are very bad offensively these days. They don't have the same kind of push that they did last year or earlier on this season. So that this is why it's a good entry point to to play some Bob. Yeah, apparently it is Alex Lyon confirmed for for the Red Wings. But I mean, James Reimer just had a good start too against. Uh, against the uh, that was the blackhawks but still yeah still lean to the over six at minus 118 this is another game though where i did took take the draw at plus 350 islanders have 14 overtime losses they have a few overtime wins in there as well i'm sure they've gone to overtime for their past six games five of their past ten detroit three of their past five and five of their past ten so you know both of these teams need points so uh yeah let's take, take take the ot there um, all right, we are also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, here, going out of the 7 p.m. time slot again, we have the Arizona Coyotes at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game itself is in Toronto. Maple Leafs are minus 250. Maple Leafs puck line is plus 102. Coyotes are plus 205. Uh, Coyotes plus one and a half is minus 122. Over under is at six and a half. Overpaying off minus 120 with the under at plus 100 here. I'm not going to galaxy brain this in honor of, of talent here. I'm taking the Leafs on the puck line. Even money, plus 102. Just saw this game in Arizona last Wednesday. The Leafs won 6-3. Coyotes have lost uh, 13 in a row now, I believe it was. Clayton Keller's questionable. Leafs are getting, you know, a, a bit healthier now. Looks like Lilligren's questionable for Thursday. But yeah, the, the Leafs are, are on a roll right now. This, you know, might be a game where you see like, okay, maybe they, they drop this one, but they lost lost Tuesday coming off that long, long road trip. Have to get points here. Have to get back at it. I think it's going to be a relatively easy win against the Coyotes who have been 
losing by margin and three of their past four, uh, six or six, five of their past seven, six of their past seven there. So yeah, I think the puck line here plus 102 for the Leafs is the way to go. And a lean to the over six at minus 120. Six and a half. Um, this would be a game that the Leafs lose. You know, they got embarrassed coming back home after that that nice seven win uh, winning streak against the Knights there. But uh, this is a team that has historically succeeded in the city of Toronto. I think the Coyotes have gone like, I don't know, eight or nine years without losing in regulation against Toronto. I can't remember the exact stat. I didn't look it up, but I know that the Coyotes have had a massive amount of success in the big six. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if that applies here with, with the, 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 the 13 losing streak themselves. Uh, uh, this would be a game that the Maple Leafs lose. I, I, it would be a, a situation where you expect them to bounce back and all that, but we know that this team plays down to their opponents again and again. So I'm not playing the side here. I, I think the Coyotes are kind of alive, but I'm not. I'm still not touching it. Instead, we're going to go with the over six and a half. That's my favorite bet in this game. I do think the Coyotes score a few uh, against some weak uh, Maple Leafs goaltending here. Um, I don't know if Joseph Wall is going to be back for this one. He's still on the mend. Apparently, his, his, his return is imminent. But their defense still sucks, but uh, they can still score a few goals themselves. So I, I think we could see a high, high scoring game here. That, that's my favorite play for this one. Also, uh, Austin Matthews better start fucking scoring. Otherwise, I got to start sweating Kucherov again, who's, who continues to uh, score points. And then uh, the Hart Trophy race, uh, I do not need that sweat. I better be fucking McKinnon or Matthews at this point. Uh, yeah, that that'll be fun to to sweat up. But against the uh, you know his, his hometown team here, I I, I think that uh, a Matthews goal could be worth a play here. Uh, actually, you know what? You might as well just bet multiple Matthews goals because when he scores, he scores in bunches. So <laughs> just just play the, the the over one and a half goals for Matthews. I think that you'll be all right. Uh, but yeah, favorite bet in this game is the over six and a half. Yeah, do, do you not have any Kucherov for Hart? Or just a little I, bit. I do, I do, but I'm far more invested in McKinnon than uh, Matthews now. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Just no McDavid. I got no McDavid. So if <laughs> McDavid wins it, I'm fucking cleaned out. <laughs> I, I think Kucherov is going to start getting back in the conversation now. He's at, what, 103 points? McKinnon's at 98. So, yeah, he's got a, got a decent decent cushion there. McDavid, though, 91 with uh, six games in hand. So he doesn't you could catch it. No, but he gets assists. He gets points. It doesn't matter. He doesn't score. He's like, this is a subpar season for McDavid. They're not going to vote for McDavid. I'm very confident in that. That's why I keep betting into this market because he still is like three to one, even though he should be like 13 to one. All right. All right. All right. Going down to 7 p.m. time slot again. We have the Buffalo Sabres at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game itself is in Tampa Bay. Lightning are minus 162. Sabres are plus 136. Over under is at six and a half. Over paying off minus 102 with the under at minus 118. Uh, Joel, what do you got for this one? Yeah, speaking of Kutrov, here he goes again against uh, another weak defensive team. So expect him to get another two, three points in this one, especially on the power play where the, the Lightning have been feasting all season long. Sabres were impressive, though, impressive, though against the, the Panthers in that loss. Uh, you know, they were dominating the first half of the game, but they, they fought back. I like the way that they played. Very feisty. They 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 went toe-to-toe with the Panthers. Like, the, the, the Panthers, they do what they do. They, they try to bully the other team. Sabres stood up to them. I like to see that. And now the Lightning coming back from their northeastern road trip. 
Sabres, I think, are alive in this one. I know the Lightning are, are, are struggling and, and they're fighting and scratching and clawing to make the playoffs here, but uh, I think the Sabres could ruin the party. So uh, I did play a little bit of the road dog on this one, but I also like the over six and a half. Um, Luka Pekalukin is, is kind of like the fly in the ointment, though. Like he's playing some elite goaltending right now. Um, he's been excellent uh, in the second half of this season. So that, that, that's kind of a concern, but that, that helps the Sabres bet. But I do think that the, we'll still see a few goals in this one. So strong play on the Sabres, my line. Lean to the over. Yeah, I don't have any play for this game. I would probably lean both of those ways. Just plus 136 isn't enough to bet against the Lightning at home, even though seeing firsthand how not great they are in that third game of their road trip in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, but that, coming home from the road trip, like you said, Buffalo played Florida pretty tough. I'd maybe look at a at a Buffalo plus one and a half, uh, but that's minus one eighty. That's probably too much juice to lay. Uh, under right. six and a half could could be a play here. I think that uh, if the Lightning win, they win by margin. So I'd stay away from the plus one and a half. Myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I I would never bet plus one and a half unless it's like minus one twenty or less in like one of the big dog games, but. Looking at it, maybe take the under six and a half at minus one eighteen. You, you did mention a, a UPL there; he's been great in net for Buffalo. Could see Vasilevsky, you know, kind of trying to lock things down at home after a bad start. I mean, the whole team could do that as well. Uh, Tampa Bay won three one in Buffalo back in January, three two Buffalo won in overtime back in October early in the year. So yeah, lean to the under six and a half minus one eighteen for me. Uh, no strong play on the total. All right, going down to the side, yeah. All right, going down to the 8 p.m. time slot here. We got the Winnipeg Jets at the Dallas Stars. Game itself is in Dallas. Stars are minus 135. The Jets are plus 114. Over-under is at 6. Overpaying off minus 105 with the under at minus 115 here. Uh, good good Central Division clash here. We got, we got two of the top two, the two top teams with uh, the Avs in third right now. Um, they have not... Met they met twice this season in November. Dallas won both meetings in Winnipeg, three two and two nothing. Could see a similar game here. Winnipeg has been a, a great under team this season, uh, but you know last last game was a little bit a little touch and go four two one one Arizona uh, four three that game was. Dallas has not looked too good recently. Surprisingly, a lot of those games were on the road. Had a four game road trip, came home for one, then went to Colorado. It's going to be the third game in four nights here. So I think I'd have to lean to Winnipeg at plus 114 as the road dogs. Um, no injuries. They're fully healthy. Dallas still has Sagan out. Lundqvist is still out for them. So yeah, lean to the road dogs here, Winnipeg at plus 114. This is also a game where I took the draw at plus 350. Uh, could be a 2-2, 1-1 into overtime type of game. So yeah, Winnipeg and the under. Once again, no real arguments there. Uh, but I, 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 for me, I think this line is priced pretty correctly. I, I don't see uh, any kind of value in the side or really the total either with the Stars being an over team, Jets being an under team. It's pretty accurately priced. Uh, I got nothing for this one. Uh, I just hope the Jets win because I, I have a lot invested on the Jets and the Avs to win this division. So I need the Stars to continue to flail. Although the Stars have a lot easier schedule than both those teams and they play some more games at home so that that's gonna be a tough uh sweat going forward but yeah for this one i got no bets i'm sorry folks 
<laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought that up though, because I was looking at some stars futures to bet last week, and but I looked at their schedule ahead, and they they had all, all these tough teams, and they've they've been losing. But after tomorrow, they then they play San Jose in a back to back. They got the Ducks then at the Kings. So yeah, I could see the you know if you want to get in on the stars, do it after this game. I would say exactly that's the right entry point. Uh, let's see, they're, they're like plus two seventy five right now. Maybe if they lose this one, get oh, north of three dollars. Uh, hopefully that's the case because then we got to sweat out some fucking uh, bum ass California teams to upset them, or hope that the Jets and the Avs just continue to roll, which uh, I I can't count on. All right, going on to 8 p.m. again. We have the Minnesota Wild at the Nashville Predators. Game itself is in Smashville. Predators are minus 115 with the Wild at minus 105. Over-under is at 6. Overpaying off minus 112 with the under at minus 108. Draftings have really has really moved away from the uh, the pick'em lines ever since we introduced the pick'em belt. I get the minus one twelve and, and minus, minus one hundred eight. I, I guess they they hated it too much. Uh, yeah, the minus one twelve is a funny one. Um, yeah, this is a fun game because uh, this is the a matchup between the two likeliest teams to make the the wild card spot. Actually, you know what? The Kings with their their fall from form. Uh, R.I.P. My over on on and a half points pet uh the kings have sucked lately um not not a great road triple we'll see how they do against the canucks so we'll get to that game but uh, they could be pulled down it's in the mix here so we, who knows we, we could even see the kings miss the playoffs at this point at the wild and the predators keep up what they're doing they're they're both playing very well i know the wild just lost against a tough uh carolina opponent predators though four games winning streak now they beat some good six. teams in there six holy <laughs> shit uh yeah well yeah they beat the Sens. uh Sens are in a bad spot there but Preds took care of them after a long road trip i like to see that i really hope the predators make the playoffs that'd be nice um yeah so i i think that this this line is fairly accurate i would lean to the predators here i i think that they're the better team the wilder just too much of a mystery like they they show up one game and they disappear the next and uh yeah, so at, at minus one hundred five, I just I just can't back them. I, I'd rather take the the secure option with the Predators, who are playing excellent hockey right now. I also love to see that uh, Barry Trotz said that uh, they'll not trade UC Saros as long as they're in a playoff spot. I love to see that. Like fuck these guys saying, "Oh, we're open to options, all this shit." Like oh, we're not going to win the cup anyway, so we'll be a <laughs> we'll be a selling team. No, nah, if you're in the playoffs, you fucking go for it. Go for the guys in the room. I don't tell them to back me up one hundred percent on this. Um, you gotta believe in the guys that that have got you this far. Um, so yeah, I love to see that for Barry Trotz, the new GM of the Predators, and I'm gonna I'm gonna back them myself with, with the Predators here winning this game. And uh, for the total, though, I've got uh, no freaking idea. I think that this is a pretty accurate line here. It could go over, it could go under. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, as long as it's not the Blues getting that wild card spot, I think we'll both be both be very happy in the oh, West. Oh yeah, Bach and Blues be yeah. catastrophe. Yeah, but for this one, yeah, I was also impressed seeing Nashville beat Ottawa after that long road trip. I, I was kind of sketched out, but by taking them in that one, but they won that one four one. It's been been pretty consistent, you know, defensively and in net. You know, the last three games were against Ottawa, the Ducks, and the Sharks. So, you know, not great teams there, but they beat the Kings. One in Vegas, one in St. Louis after a. 9-2 home loss. So good to see them bounce back from that one. The Wild also came out and said they're not going to be trading Marc-Andre Fleury. So they have uh, the two goalies there that are going to be entrenched. Even though I could see the Wild benefiting from from moving because they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Could, could, could get something back from one of these teams looking for 
a 1A, 1B, or, or a backup. But whatever. For this one, I do like the Preds at minus 115. Uh, decent home team. Don't really trust the Wild too much, especially on the road. But I do lean to the under six at minus 108. Uh, Saros has been great. Lankanen even had a, had a good game in there. So Nashville's playing uh, strong defense. Minnesota has been, been you know, good defensively, good in net over the past three games as well, not allowing more than three goals in any of them. So, yeah, a stronger play on the Preds at minus 115, but a lean to the under six at minus 105. All right, down to the 9 p.m. time slot here again. We got the Colorado Avalanche at the Chicago Blackhawks. Game itself is in Chicago. Blackhawks are plus 235. Blackhawks plus one and a half is minus 108. Avalanche minus 290. Avalanche minus one and a half is minus 112. Over under is at six. Overpaying off minus 115 and under at minus 105. Uh, Joel, back to you here for your abs. Right. Uh, the Avalanche have not been a good road team. Awesome at home and all that naturally with the altitude and the excellent environment that the home crowd provides the team but going on the road has not been nearly as successful but the the blackhawks are just such a bad team like the avalanche are are, are uh, much better than uh, minus 290 here um but the blackhawks have been competitive i'll give them that like they they, they were the better team than the red wings in that game that they lost thanks to uh harry kane uh, patrick kane's overtime winner um Watching some soccer this afternoon, as you can tell. Uh, but uh, yeah, give me the avalanche here. They're going to roll them out. Blackhawks suck. Minus one and a half for the abs. Uh, no problem there. Under six would be my lean, considering it's a Blackhawks game, but it's also an avalanche game, which tend to go over. I mean, it was a bad luck there not to win that over against the Stars last night after 5-1, like uh, still five minutes left in the second. Anyway, we'll get to that with the, the talent show on our Lock Dog total recap, but Anyway, love the abs here. I think that they dominate. I parlayed the abs with the Oilers tonight, so hopefully that goes well. That's the only thing I bet so far, but if that loses, I'm going to double down with the abs and uh, maybe maybe the Panthers or something, but uh, I do think the abs win this game. Yeah, I, I can't I can't get behind the minus 290 favorite. I, I've just been screwed over by the Blackhawks, I think, you know, one, one too many times, especially at home. They've been a, a decent home team, 11-15 and 4 they're 424 and one on the road. So just, just fade the Blackhawks on the road. They've had play play back to back close games, three, two overtime losses against the Jets and Red Wings, two playoff teams there. Colorado has kind of been up and down as of late. So I, I wouldn't trust them minus 290. Wouldn't even trust them on the puck line. This would be a, a spot where I would maybe take the Blackhawks plus one and a half at minus one oh eight. They are somehow solid defensively, or maybe that's just with uh Mrazic or whoever starts in net, but yeah, no. Strong play, really, for anything in this game. I have not bet anything. Maybe just a you know Bedard goal and Omer Kinning goal, and if one of them scores, should we break even? All right, going down to the 10 p.m. time slot. We got the Pittsburgh Penguins at the Seattle Kraken. Game itself is in Seattle. Kraken are minus 115. Penguins are minus 105. Over under is at six. Overpaying off plus 100 with the under at minus 120 here. Uh, Pittsburgh came back to win in Vancouver on Tuesday night. It's three straight now for the Penguins after, you know, having a tough stretch, five losses in six games before that. But, you know, they're, they're back pushing for that playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. They need Someone has to step up in, in that wild card, card race to make it interesting. Could be the Penguins, could be the Devils, what we'll end up seeing there. Uh, Kraken have been, you know, fairly solid at home, 13-10-5. Pittsburgh on the road, 12-11-4. 
Uh, I'd lean to the, the Kraken here, minus 115, just due to that home ice advantage, maybe a, a, a slight rust advantage with uh, Pittsburgh playing with travel on Tuesday. But uh, this is another game where I took the draw at plus 350. Seattle has gone to overtime in three of their past six games. Pittsburgh and two of their past four both went in their most recent game, and uh, both teams need points in the, in the wild card race in opposite conferences. So, could see a, you know, if it's close in the third, just safe hockey, get the point, and uh, catch that draw at plus 350. I thought you were going for a little bit of a pun there. Uh, we're going with a, a no rust disadvantage on the other hand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, missing uh, Rust and Gensel still on the top line. Didn't help uh, the Canucks, though. Like Crosby just was a one man wrecking crew. Him and JT Miller going at it in that game was, was something to behold. Like the, the rest of the Canucks did fuck all. JT Miller was, was the, the, one, the one guy who stood up to Sidney Crosby. That, that was excellent, excellent game. And uh, yeah, the Penguins deserved that win. They were the better team. And now coming south of the border here against the Kraken, who have been uh, kind of like the Wild in terms of being up and down, fighting for this playoff spot. They just can't get any consistency going since that long winning streak they had uh, late December, early January, whatever it was. Um, their, their goaltending has, has been uh, pretty good, keeping them in games. Same thing with the, with the Penguins until recently, with, with their goaltending uh, kind of faltering. But uh Sidney Crosby is not faltering at all. So I'm going to back this guy to get the job done against the measly crack in here. Nobody on this team could contain this guy. Uh, if JT Miller couldn't do well, JT Miller could do it, but uh, the rest of the team couldn't. But I don't, I don't see the same thing happening here with the Kraken. Who's going to stop him? Matty Beneers, Yanni Gord. Fuck those guys. Joey Decord. Run. Joey Decord. Stop. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Joey, Joey Decord hasn't been as good as he was in, in January. I'll, I'll say that much too. Um, but yeah, give me the Penguins here. I like them. Under six, though, I think is the play. With the Penguins' bad goaltending is kind of worrying, but still, uh, their their power play remains impotent, and the Kraken just like to play these close games. So I think we could see a three-two game either way. So your your drop play is looking spicy as well. Um, but yeah, I bet the Penguins, but uh, I got no play in the total. Just give me the fucking Pens. They're gonna win this game. They're gonna make the playoffs. Just watch. Uh, yeah, I, I unfortunately think so too. The flyer, I, the fly, I'm getting less and less confident in the flyers by the day. So, well, how, how's connecting going? Connecting is day to day now. Uh, Drysdale week to week, wrist lining week to week. So, I thought Bobby Brink back up though. Connecting, I, no, I think Bobby Brink scored last night, and Tyson Forster's coming into his own too. So, watch out. All right, all right. All right, going down to the other 10 p.m. game here. We got the Los Angeles Kings at the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, game itself is in the great city of Vancouver. Canucks are minus 142. Kings are plus 120. Over under at six. Over paying off minus 115 with the under at minus 105. Joel, what are your Canucks going to do here? Well, we basically just saw this game, right, on Saturday when the Bruins played the Oilers in overtime and then they played the Flames in overtime. Kings didn't make it to overtime in either of those games, but they still they still lost them both. Now they're coming into this this spot here, bad rest disadvantage. The Canucks are pissed off. Everyone everyone in the city is pissed off because of the Pedersen rumors. It's getting really annoying. Like nothing's happening, but somehow everyone is, is yelling about it because uh, Elliot Friedman said that uh, teams are calling up Pedersen. What the fuck are GM supposed to do? They're supposed to call up Pedersen. If this guy's not signed before the trade line. Of course they're gonna fucking call about him. They want him. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. So of course, the media goes spiraling out of control. It makes no sense, but I think it is a bit of a distraction. That said, Kings suck right now. They can't score. 
the goaltending sucks. Uh, I believed in this team for a minute and <laughs> bit me in the ass. And uh, yeah, I, I don't like the Kings here at all. They're bad spot, bad situation. They're going to be tired. Canucks going to be pissed off after that loss. Talking, ripping into the team again. JT Miller is like dragging this team by the balls. Like this guy is an, on, on an absolute tear. Like he's, he's the best player in the league right now. I honestly believe that. JT Miller is carrying this team. And hopefully the rest of the team comes forward and, and follows him. Um, Dakota Joshua should be back soon enough. I don't know if he'll be back for this one. That's a huge, huge bonus for this team because that third line was doing wonders all year long. And without him, they, they've suffered. <laughs> they won four in a row. They've lost four in a row. They're struggling against the Bruins. They're struggling against the Penguins. They need this guy back badly just to repair that third line. It's, it's a vital piece of this team. Uh, that said, even without him, I think they win this game. Kings are they're in trouble. I think uh, Adrian Kempe also left the game against the Flames, so he'll be hurt as well. I don't think that he'll play here. Arvidsson sucks to hear it. He, he's back on LTIR uh, right after he looked like he's going to be back. So Kings losing the goal scoring. Canucks are uh, a reeling team, but the you know, wounded animal. Wounded animals fight back. I think that they'll do that in this one against the Kings when they're uh, all fucked up and tired. And uh, for the total, lean to the under six, but... Uh, well, once again, I got no play on the total. Yeah, not going to add much. The only thing I was going to say was that was that Kempe injury. Yeah, he, he was, did not play against the Flames. Looks like he's going to be out to early March with an upper body injury. And yeah, sad to see Arvid Singh go back on the IR. He was, you know, ramping it back up and, and his, his few games he had there. Yeah, massive rest advantage for Vancouver. Third game in four nights with travel against, I mean, Edmonton, Calgary are, are, are Kings rivals, now Vancouver. Pacific Division rival as well. So, yeah, going to be a tough game for them. Love the Canucks at minus 142. I could see this line going a lot higher. Uh, we got one more game left, so I'll, I'll, I'll go into a future thing, thing here, though. Uh, Rick Tockett, what has to happen for him not to win the Jack Adams? Canucks not to win the the division? Yeah, I think that he's got it if they win the division. I think it's pretty much wrapped up. Um, nearing bridge jumper territory at minus uh, 400 or whatever it is. Um. Yeah, I mean, you need some kind of like campaign or or whatever. Um, ah, maybe like the Panthers just just win every freaking game and they like dominate the uh, the standings or Tortorella with the Flyers. The, the injuries help Tortorella's case if 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 the Flyers do make it. Eh, no, I think that that's already built into the fact that they weren't supposed to be good. Uh, I don't know if that helps that much. Uh, okay. Maybe. Maybe I'll give you a maybe on that, but yeah, Tortorella is still alive because they, they were supposed to be a, a shit team this year, and here they are. If they make the playoffs, especially if they get the third seed in the, the in the Metro, that's definitely a, a big jump up. He's still alive. I'll give him that. I'm not. I'm not nearing. Uh, or I'm not going to bet any fucking more. Talk it at minus four hundred. That's for sure. But I do think that uh, right now there's no bets to be made in that market. All right, going down to the final game on the docket. It's a doozy. We have the Anaheim Ducks at the San Jose Sharks at 10.30. Uh, game itself is in the Shark Tank. Sharks are plus 105. Ducks are minus 125. Over-under is at 6. Overpaying off minus 115 with the under at minus 105 here. This is a game where I'd probably just normally say, you know what, pass it. Don't don't bet it. Don't, don't whatever. But last game on the board, and I kind of like the Ducks here at minus 125. The Sharks have... Not been a good team this season. The Ducks have five more wins than the Sharks do. Ducks are better on the road, 12-15-2 and two than at home. And they're healthier now. They got McTavish back. Uh, Troy Terry's questionable. Zegers is still out, obviously. Brock McGinn's out. 
But San Jose has Couture, Hurdle out, Vlasic questionable. Blackwood's out indefinitely, so you have Kakinen in, in for this one. He has not been as good. And you know what? I trust uh, either. Kakinen's been better than Blackwood. I think so. If you look at there. the goal save of expected, he's, 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 he's better than Blackwood. Blackwood so, had a better uh, start, but Kakinen's been better since like the first, I don't know, 20 games. Uh, I didn't think to look into the goal safe above expected for for the Sharks for for for, for this reason. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're both well, shit. That, that's all that matters. I only know that because the Canucks are looking for a backup goalie because the Smith has been absolutely dreadful. So Kakinen's been on our radar. <laughs> Cal Peterson's on waivers. You can you can pick up Cal, Cal Pete. Yeah, what is his GSAX? <laughs> oh, awful, awful. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Gibson, Dostal, I, I trust those guys over whoever San Jose starts. And, and the Ducks, don't, just a, a better team, better vibes going around them. Um, so yeah, give me the... They at least look like an NHL competitive team at times. The Sharks just get boat raced pretty much every game. So Ducks, minus 125. Uh, lean to the under six, but not going to play the total. Totally agree. I think that this line is factored uh, it, it factors in too much of the ducks recent games the last month stretch where they were missing a lot of their best players mentikov being back is huge all these guys that come back mace mctavish leo carlson a little little further back but still i think the ducks are a much better team sharks they're they're pitiful man like uh the devil's just like they went a goal down against the sharks i think and it's like okay this is enough we're gonna show who's the who's the actual nhl team here they stomped all over them um yeah no no competition there you know the fact that that it is like a rivalry game whatever the, the california rivalry but i still think the ducks just the, the much better team and i think that they should be uh bigger favorites than this so i do like the ducks to win this game i like to bet the overs traditionally in these these crazy california games but lately hasn't been working because none of these teams have uh, functioning offenses so it, it's not not been working out lately but I still lean to the over. I I, I still have hope that uh, one of these California games uh, goes crazy. Uh, it might be like a, a, like a small play on like an all over kind of thing uh, rather than just laying the full minus 115. But yeah, only bet for me is the Ducks my line. All right. Sounds good. That's the 12-game slate for the Leap Day on uh thursday february 29th i almost just ended the stream instead of stop stopping the screen sharing that would have been bad uh <laughs> we got some cons- got some uh consensus plays here vegas boston under five and a half plus 100 uh blue jacket team total under two and a half minus 117 uh we have the leafs coyotes over six and a half minus 120 predators minus 115 canucks minus 141 and the ducks minus 120 and we have some uh, some breaking news that, that uh, Talon just alerted us about, about in our group chat. Apparently, uh, Tanev is being traded to Dallas for a second-round pick, a young prospect, and a conditional pick. Prospect is Artem Grushnikov, 50%. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, Chris Tanev to to Dallas. Uh, that gives Dallas a, a, another defenseman in the, in the Central Division. Yeah, what are your thoughts on, on this? Look at that. One minute ago, man. Good, good eye on you and good job by talent here. Uh, Tanev. Yeah, this is a guy that uh, both our teams were interested in. When I say our teams like Vancouver and, and Toronto. Um, yeah, so the Dallas were looking to to build uh, on their defense. They had a they have a very weak core, I think, after Heiskanen. Like, uh, and that's why they were looking towards defense. We know that they're an over team there. They struggled defensively. So Chris Tanev coming in there. That is worrying. 
Um, I have some doubts for the for the cup and then the West and all that, but <laughs> I hope they don't win the division because of this. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Uh, Chris Tannehill will help a lot. Um, Heskinen is is left handed guy, so Chris Tannehill will be fitting right up there. I mean, I don't know if you play on the on the first line, but uh, certainly on the second, they have yeah. Heskinen playing on the right right side now. Okay, then Chris Tannehill will be on the second pairing. All right, that's fine because the yeah the stars do need more depth. Yeah, this is interesting. Breaking news. Just uh, uh, monitoring this now. <laughs> trying to uh, adjust, so, but... So yeah, Artem, Artem Grushnikov is a uh, def- left-handed defenseman, six foot one, 194. Drafted He's a 40th, prospect. 40th overall by Dallas in 2021. Uh, five points in 44 AHL games, but is a defenseman. Um, yeah, it looks like, you know... Yeah, but I... I Kind of expected uh, Tanev to, to get more for him. This is not great for the potential Sean Walker return for the Flyers. I mean, I didn't think they were ever going to get a true first-round pick. This is, I mean, th- this should hopefully, you know, jumpstart some sort of more trade, some domino effect as team. with Because with, with Tanev off the board, there's really not that many more good right-handed defensemen. Yeah, just like what we saw with Lindholm being traded. And all of a sudden, uh, Sean Monaghan went right after him because, uh yeah, there's there's not a lot else going on. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. That's a huge blow, I think, to the Leafs, especially who really need a right-handed D. Their their D card is absolutely struggling. Um, they they don't have anybody on the right side really who can, you know, the, the Brody Riley pairing is, is not is not as good as it once was. But yeah, for the Stars, I love it. Second pairing guy. This guy's a warrior. He'll take pucks off the cheek, pucks off the teeth. This guy blocks uh, shots for a living, and uh, yeah, that, that's that's great for the playoffs for sure. Um, I'm surprised actually that they they got him for so cheap too, because I thought that the Flames are holding out for a first round pick. I don't think Grushnikov really uh, uh, does much. Uh, interesting to see what the conditional pick is, but the the, the Flames retained 50 percent of the salary too. So uh, I think the Stars made out of uh, made out of this as a, a bargain uh, bargain deal here. Yeah, apparently the Devils were a third team to retain some salary. They got a fourth round pick. I'm assuming from from Dallas for that. Yeah, conditional third. Not sure what the conditions are on that yet. But yeah, this gives Tom, us something to, to talk Tom about. Fitzgerald, uh, he's he's, yeah. he's getting in there. Uh, I love that guy. The, 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 the Devils are going places in the future. Not this year, maybe not next year. But the Tom Fitzgerald, man, like this guy is an absolute beast. The Devils have so many assets, and, and they're just building up another one here. Because I, I like that because. It shows it shows me, I think, that the Devils aren't going in this year. They're they're, they're still building. That's my opinion. Maybe they flip it for for I don't know Markstrom or or Soros potentially, but I I think the better move is to uh, continue to stock and then just just take this year off if you're the Devils. Yeah, I mean the Devils love winning trades, winning off seasons, but then they, and then they blow it when it when it comes to, to the regular season. I was looking back at, at some like. Uh, some screenshots I had and like the, the devils were minus 500 to make the playoffs before the year. Like I had them like in like a potential, like to make playoffs parlay and I'm glad I did, did not do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh you better off. um Better off uh, with the canes <laughs> safe, safe and yeah. steady canes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this gives us some, something to talk about. Um If we're going to record tomorrow night with all three of us, we can talk about the central division futures now with, with Tanav there, other, other trade deadline possibilities. I know Talon's been wanting to get into that. So yeah, that's definitely going to spice things up heading into the uh, deadline next week.
Um, all right, make sure you are in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Always a great time in there, or you can reach out to me or Talon or the Hockey Human Podcast Twitter account at HockeySGPN on Twitter, and we'll point you in the right direction. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Same thing on Spotify and on YouTube. Subscribe on there. Get some comments in. Get in the live chat. Appreciate you guys all in there, so make sure you do all that. Helps the show grow, so we appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, anything else here, Joel? You want to close it out? Let's close it out. We got the Oilers game to watch. Yes, yes, sir. All right. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Best bets. Oh, best bets. I completely forgot. Best bets. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, so, how, so last show. Our, our, the last show we did it for was Tuesday, February 13th. Um, oh. You had the Avalanche at minus 162. That was their win in Washington. I had the Predators minus 148. That was their loss against the Devils, I think. I think the Devils maybe run a back-to-back or something, but that, that was at home. Yeah, uh, so you are 17 and Wait. 10 plus... How are the Capitals minus 148 against the Devils? No, the the, the Predators, Nashville. Oh, you said the Capitals, didn't you? No, Co- Colorado beat the Capitals. Oh, okay. and for your, for your best. Yeah. So, all good, all good. Yeah, you're now uh, 17 and 10, up 4.13 units. I, I'm 14 and 13, up 0.79 units. Teetering on the edge there. Uh, all right, what's, what's your best bet for tomorrow? Let's go with the Islanders. Red Wings over six, minus 118. Oh, that's another consensus play. There. I have that one as well. Um, I am going to go with the Vancouver Canucks, minus 141 at home. That's fucking goal. The Kings here. It should be a much bigger line. Now, I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And I'm Joe Martin. You'll uh, find me hoping Connor McDavid scores zero points tonight. <laughs> but the host still win. Zach Island. See ya. <laughs>